to all of our awesome patients and the new ones that have joined us. Welcome to the psych ward. Um, so hello to everybody in India, still taking the top spot, but the UK is coming in hot. They are trying to take the top spot. So hello, India. Hello, the United Kingdom, um, Russia, France, Ireland, Belgium, Italy. Welcome to the psych ward, Jamaica. So that's fun. Ooh. Yes. Welcome, Jamaica. Sweden, Nigeria, El Salvador, Canada, Mexico, Germany, the Philippines, and then the rest of this list is all brand new. So welcome to the psych ward, uh, listeners in Albania, uh, Bulgaria, Spain, and South Africa. So welcome. Very cool. It's lovely to have you here. Um, and then in the United States, we have a couple new states as well. Um, California and Florida are fighting for a top spot. So Arizona's on the cusp of the, of losing its top spot. So um, hello to everyone in Arizona, California, Florida, Washington, Illinois, Georgia, Virginia, Texas, New York, Colorado, Nevada. Welcome to the psych ward listeners in Tennessee and Kansas. Lovely to have you here. Um, hello to everyone in Michigan, Wisconsin, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, Utah, Minnesota, Montana, North Carolina, Maryland, Nebraska. Welcome to the psych ward, everyone in Kentucky and Massachusetts. It's good to have you here. And then hello to everyone listening in New Jersey, Oregon, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, New Mexico, and welcome to the psych ward, Iowa. That's the long list. We're getting a long list here. So we've got 32 states now. We're almost there. Alaska and Hawaii, where you at? I feel like you're going to be the hardest ones to get. Mm, I know beautiful people in Hawaii, at least. Or, and I knew somebody in Alaska. So maybe, maybe I'll hit them up. Like, we need you. <laughs> you. We also have 19 countries, not including the United States. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty I cool, think it's super lie. cool. Choo, 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 choo. Okie dokie, my dear. Turn it over to you. Okay. So... For spooky season, I kind of bounced around with a couple ideas. What I've decided upon is for our spooky season, for my two episodes, I'm going to be telling some ghost stories. We love ghost stories. Yeah. So the first one I pick is actually going to be about a ghost town. And this is actually a place that you and I have gone to together. Do you know where? Oh, Jerome? Yeah. I've been acing every Jerome. quiz. <laughs> we, we love, love jerome. jerome i took john to the haunted hamburger because you took me to the haunted hamburger yes that's one of my favorite places they have bomb bloody marys and it's fun to look at yeah lots of quirky quirky little things um so i'll start out my episode i i'm like, like you i'm terrible at remembering to do my sources so i'll start out with the sources that i used um Quite a few websites this time. There's four of them. So I use onlyinyourstate.com. There's an article by Monica Spencer. Um, as close to crime.com. Or sorry, blogspot.com. Um, hauntedhouses.com by Julie Carr and frightfind.com. Those were my sites. Um, so yeah, this is little ghost stories about a place called Jerome, Arizona. It is a real ghost town. Um, it is located... Kind of like if you look at Arizona centrally, but what we consider in Phoenix as in the northern part of Arizona in between like Prescott and um, 
cottonwood area kind of like in between it's on a hill i didn't realize this but it's apparently it's called cleopatra hill i'm like that's kind of cool oh um but it's really kind of unique too because when you drive up there to the town for people that have never been there it literally looks like it's very precariously perched on this hill like at any moment shit's just gonna fly down it's a steep hill <laughs> it is very steep very windy um so it's a little bit fun just in an adventure itself just to get there um but people do live there nowadays um it's very quirky as darcy would tell you too it's more of like an artsy little town um lots of little cute shops to go into um one of the cool ones that we can note too is there's a the nelly bly kaleidoscopes it's kind of kind of world known it's like the largest kaleidoscope shop there is apparently they're very cool oh. if you've ever been in there um it's really unique you can look through all the ones that are like handmade and everything and see about a little about the history of the kaleidoscope um there's also a bunch of bars to go to a bunch of restaurants like darcy said there's a haunted hamburger that we love um i went to this um barbecue place called bobby d's up there too which is actually really good too just as a side note um, lots of wineries as well. There's um, a current like kind of like a wine tasting slash little bar that is known for being the place where you can buy the wine that's uh, created by the lead singer of the band Tool. So he oh, has Caduceus cool. Winery. I've actually bought a bottle of his wine. It's very good. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about Jerome. We always encourage people to go up there and take a look at it. It's very, very cool. Lots of really unique scenery. You can actually see the whole um, valley below, um, especially from Haunted Hamburger. If you do go there, try to get the outside seating where it's like their enclosed patio because you can actually see like the whole valley from there. And I always think about that one time you and I went and we went to that one little like random wine tasting place and it was all yes. spooky because it was rainy that day. So it was like we're yeah, in the clouds foggy. and that was the coolest thing. Yeah. And they had that. Okay. I remember that place too. And it was lovely. And it had, you remember it had like the, it had like this big wire iron, like tree that was a wine holder and it was beautiful. Yeah. Everything pretty much there, like in that town is like handmade. Like so a lot of artists live there. Um, they do still have an operating little fire station there too, that we pass by all the time going up there. It's really unique. Um, everybody's super friendly too. love the people up there. Um, so originally the town um, was created because there was a copper mine. It's called the United Verde Copper Company. Um, it was, so the town was named after one of those founders, which was Eugene Jerome. At its peak, it produced up to $1,500 to $2,000 in profit per day. Um, at the time, the population grew to around 15,000 people, so quite a few. Um, it was also known as, quote unquote, the wickedest city in the West. And the reason being that um, a lot of newspapers back then, this is like, I want to say like 1880-ish to 1890-ish and all the way up to um, the year 1950, basically, is when it really became a ghost town. Um, but it got the name Wickedest City in the West because a lot of the newspapers, when they would note about it, it said that the brothels, saloons, and bars greatly outnumbered the one to four churches they had at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Wickedest City in the West. Um, unfortunately, the town, because it was so close to the actual mining area, it was plagued by numerous fires, mudslides, 
and like the blasting activity would just wreak havoc. So they probably rebuilt, I want to say at least two or three times. They had five major fires. Um, at least one of them, like eight people died. Like it just one thing after another, after another. So the fact that it survived to like 1950 and then it became a ghost town is shocking in itself. Um, the reason why it closed kind of became a ghost town is in 1950. That's kind of like after, after the Great Depression. It really tried to hang in during the Great Depression, but copper prices really plummeted. So people just weren't making much money anymore and they end up leaving. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about Jerome. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go over a couple of the ghost stories that there are there. There's plenty, plenty to go through. You can actually go do tours there. They'll take you around all the different places that you can see ghosts. And obviously if you are a fan of ghost adventures, they did do at least one episode that I know of for sure there at the, the hotel, the Jerome Grand Hotel. Yeah, they like, they like Arizona. They've been to Tombstone twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bagel bites has been stone twice. <laughs> Bagel bites. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That is one of our guilty pleasures too. I know is watching ghost adventures. Some people think it's silly, including my husband, but I think it's interesting sometimes to like watch them. And I don't know how much is really true or not the things that they see. And sometimes like, I agree, like, okay, that looked like super suspicious. Like maybe that was a ghost, but yeah, I also am yeah. not there, so I don't know how they're feeling. You know, I, love, I know a lot of it is just based off of you being in person and feeling something touching you, you know. Yeah, I remember oh, first watching that show, like when that show first came out. I was like, what, 15, 16, some shit like that when that show came out. And I had the biggest crush on Zach Bagans because like oh, that we was all did. <laughs> my quintessential type, right? Like bro, big pants, spiky hair, like. <laughs> Fabulous. yes <laughs> yes I know and then I remember like when I found out how old he was I'm like oh that makes me kind of sad I remember like when I was finally like 18 or something I was like okay does he have like a girlfriend or like is he like married and so like, I found his Facebook page <laughs> <laughs> and he was dating somebody at the time I think he's is he married or engaged now like, I don't really remember I, remember he I was, don't know like, dating someone and then he got engaged and I don't know if he's still with somebody. He's with um, as far as I know, like last time I saw something was um remember the old uh Playboy model, uh Holly Madison? Yes. I think that's his girlfriend or something, as far as I know, or his fiance or whatever. Last time I saw <laughs> they were a thing. So go figure, he's with the Playboy model. <laughs> um, okay, so anyways. You've probably seen this building too, Linda, a couple of times. Have you been up there? The first one I'm going to talk about is the Connor Hotel or the Hotel Connor. Um, you'll probably know the, you'll, if you can picture it in your head, there's the sign. It's actually their bar. It's called the Spirit Bar or the Spirit Room, I should say. You remember it? No. Yeah. Did we go there? It, we didn't go there. No, surprisingly. Oh um but yeah it's called the spirit room bar and it's literally like the floor level of this like hotel um a little bit about it. it was built in 1898 by david connor it originally had 20 rooms and was considered an upscale lodging establishment um it was one of the first buildings to be wired for electricity and the rooms at the time cost a whole dollar per night 
What's that in today's money? When was that? So like 1898. I don't know. That's your thing. Like the whole math thing. You got to Google it for me. <laughs> Let me, you keep talking. I'm going to, I'm going to listen and I'm going to look this up. Yes. <laughs> um, so a little bit about the hauntings. There's a few um, people report st- when they stay in room number one, which by the way, you can still stay there. Um, it's still mm-hmm. as an operating hotel. Um, room number one, though, people note the lady in red. That's where her story began. Um, guests report hearing uh, women whispering, scratching noises, and one man had even a cold, unseen presence that decided to kind of join him in bed. Um, scared him so much, though, that he decided to go actually sleep in his van instead. <laughs> wow. He's like, mm, absolutely not. So a dollar in 1898 was a whole like $35.94 today. Yeah. That's, that's um, like motel rates. Yeah, but it was upscale. Okay. <laughs> Understood. Yes. I guess, yeah, they had like all the little, they had like call light, like call bells or whatever. And because they had the electricity, it was a big to do, which I mean, it was really popular back then with, you know, if you think the town population was 15,000, they had 20 rooms, they were pretty much popping all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that back to the actual haunting was that guy, I thought it was hilarious. He's like, he was in, he was trying to sleep basically. And his presence decided to try to join him. And I, he got so scared. He literally like deuces. I'm going to go sleep in my van. So there's that. And then, so the lady in red, the story is that an artist stayed in room number one um, for, I believe a couple nights and each night he would dream of this lady in red. So he woke up finally, like the last night he was there and decided to actually draw a painting of her. So now if you go to the spirit room bar, it's actually hanging above their bar area. You could see his painting. Oh, I love that. You should cover the lady in red at the Mitzpah Hotel in Tonopah, Nevada, because that's where me and John stayed on our driving holiday. And we hmm. actually stayed in her room. And I know some of her story, but I would love to hear like an actual story. Yeah. Um, and then, so there's also room number five, um, guests there experience both hot and cold spots while also hearing strange noises. Um, that room also like the electrical appliances, such as like the TV and lights frequently like malfunction, turn on, turn off all sorts of things. Um, and they can't figure out why, cause they keep looking at the wiring, but it's not that. And then when the room is empty, the staff often, if they're like walking by, they'll hear the alarm clock go off and nobody said it. And I know a lot of these rooms, they're still like all the stuff that's in there. Like if you ever stay there, it's very vintagey. So like, these are like old alarm clocks that you can't just like set to like restart like every single day. It's like, you literally have to manually set it for like the night before for it to go off. Um, but they say like unexpectedly, like it just goes off and you can't like, nobody's really stayed in there in a while. So they're like, okay, why? But yeah, that's another thing. Um, the second floor bathroom, they say there's a friendly male spirit that likes to call your name. Apparently nobody thinks he's trying to harm them at least. So that's cool. He's just whispers your name name. in your ear. Ooh, in your ear. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and then in the first floor or the spirit room bar, guests will see the lady in red. Um, I guess she like, will simply kind of stand off in the distance. And then as you look at her, she kind of just slowly fades away. Um, and others report being touched by something that's unseen. 
Yeah. So nobody really knows who the lady in red is, by the way. Um, it's probably somebody who maybe stayed there. Um, but there's no known person that is the lady in red. Um, what I, what's that? I said interesting. Yeah. But what I am going to tell you a story of, um, <laughs> which I got an absolute kick out of reading about this lady, is this woman called Anna Hopkins. Um, and she is fucking batshit crazy. Let me tell you. <laughs> like literally nuts like the amount of things that she did in her life that i'm like she is a violent bitch literally <laughs> got it um, so she was involved in an incident that happened at the connor hotel um she was the wife of one of the local mining company's chief engineers um the incident began because she believed her husband was having an affair with a school teacher um so on let me see it was in 1922 that this happened um i believe it was on march 31st her name like says anna she walked into the dining room of the connor hotel she approached this woman named lucille who like i said was a school teacher um confronted her because what the what had started this all was her husband was just going out to like a social event there was a man and two women lucille was one of them and I guess they just were out socially hanging out like him, a buddy of his and two females. Anna was not there. And because her husband decided to dance with this woman, she's like, that's it. You're having an affair. Was dead ass convinced. So she's crazy. Which, that still happens to this day. Bitches be crazy. She had absolutely no proof. Her husband told her numerous times, like we were just at a social function. There was numerous people there all we did was dance you know like mm -hmm. very innocent he seemed to really try to convince her but she was just like absolutely not you're cheating on me like all these things she's crazy um so yeah she approached lucille um down in the dining room at the time of the connor hotel which is in this like i said spirit room area the first floor um she walked by them like a couple times it was lucille and her friend elsie they were just sitting there chitting, chatting, like eating, having some tea. So Anna walked by, she's wearing like this big kind of a, like, I would imagine like a trench coat and she just kind of like, like casually walked by and they didn't really pay any attention to her because she'd been there before they'd been there before. And they're like, whatever. Um, so she goes back to like a back room area. She like walks back out, walks past them again, just kind of like creepily like goes by and they kind of were like, okay. And then on the third time she walks past them, she literally like, out of her pocket grabs like a like a six ounce they say like cup or vial and like splashes it on this lady's face poor lucille literally grabs her by the neck like tries to strangle her like uses her bare hand and like smashes like this liquid like that's all over her face like into her eyes like rubs it in and everything like that turns out she used something called carbolic acid Jesus on this woman. yes so I had to look up the definition of what carbolic acid was. And this is per Google. It says it's a very poisonous chemical substance made from tar and also found in some plants and essential oils. Um, carbolic acid is used to make plastics, nylon, epoxy, and medicines, and to kill germs. And it's also called phenol. So very not, not nice stuff. Um, so the poisoning, what it does to the skin is it causes burning and numbness. A superficial burn is pale gray, but deep burns are will turn black, obviously. And it says it produces a white opaque 
eschar, which is like for non-medical people, it's like your skin literally just like starts peeling off, um, which eventually it becomes painless and falls off, but it leaves like this wicked, I guess, brown stain wherever the scar is. So this poor woman had it just rubbed all over her face and into her eyes. Um, <laughs> I had to, let me read you this little snippet that I found. It says, um, eventually Elsie looked at Anna and like tried to like pull her off. So several patrons like jumped into like, it was just pure chaos. And you can like picture this in your head. This like yeah. woman yeah. trying to like it's strangle her. Right. <laughs> literally. So this guy like pulls Anna off, like throws her to the ground. Literally the waitress, I guess her name's Lois, just fainted like in the background. Like, oh God. Lois. <laughs> Poor Lois just faints. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, what was her name? The hotel's owner, I think it was probably the manager at the time, Mrs. Gertie Law, which when I think of like Mrs. Gertie, I'm like, I picture this like older woman that's like big and like almost like, a, I don't know, like Helga, you know what I mean? She comes in, like grabs Anna by the hair. She's like, you bitch. She grabs Anna by the hair and like takes her to the back room. And it's like, you know, you're going to pay for this. You know, like, why would you do that to her? Um, eventually, you know, with all this chaos, Elsie um, takes Lucille, who has like all the shit all over her face, which is, you know, Elsie is her friend, takes her to the hospital, which is luckily only two blocks away um, to get her treated. I couldn't figure out. Some people said that she eventually died from it. And other people said that she recovered, but obviously had terrible, terrible mutilation to her face and eventually moved to Washington. Anyways, finally, the chief of police decided to show up. And I guess um, Anna had rented out a room upstairs so they go up and find her upstairs in her room she's like casually like packing her suitcase like I'm just gonna leave now <laughs> and he's like okay so I need to put you under arrest like you just assaulted a woman and she's like he's like do you have a gun on you and she's like oh yeah and she like pulls out like a 38 like caliber like revolver like hands it to him and like a box of like bullets too and she just basically gave up and I guess like it was probably about like they said like five or six times like he was trying to literally just like handcuff her she just kept like painting oh my god she's we like have audacity. how dare you try to arrest yes. me i'm so wealthy and rich and oh paint <laughs> i'm rich i can do whatever i want right <laughs> yeah the fact that she just off pure speculation just decided to throw acid on somebody's face for people do that shit like even to like this day you're like your emotions and your in your insecurities get the best of you and like the smallest thing sets people off and then all of a sudden it's like you're the fucking target you know what I mean it's like every girl at some point in time and, and dudes probably too have gotten a text from someone you don't even know and it's like quit talking to my man and like da, 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 da. And it's like I don't even know who you are sis like the fuck <laughs> Long story short, women, it is not worth it. Not worth it. So yeah, she did, get, she, she did get charged with the soul, obviously. But yeah, if you look into this woman's life, like that she should have been arrested numerous times for other things too, because she was just a horrible person. Um, but yeah, I thought that story was kind of funny. Like I just like, all I could picture as I'm reading is just like this pure chaos scene. I wish, I wish, what was her name? Who, who was the, the Helga lady? What was her name? Oh, it was actually, um, what was it? Gertie. Gertie. I see. It's like, what well, Gertie should have, she should have had like a rolling pin and just <laughs> whack in the face, like a hair. 
Yes. Knock a bitch out. You know what I'm saying? She's automatically like just wearing a half apron thing, you know? (laughs) On it, you know? Gertie, we love you. Yeah, it was. And then my favorite thing was like that she fainted as soon as she found out she was being arrested. And I'm like, so we have this thing in like healthcare and especially in the ER. Um, people do that oftentimes when they are about to get arrested. And we literally, we have a no term shit. for it. Called, yes, it's called it called incarceritis. Incarceritis. <laughs> so we're always like, oh, they're coming in for a case of incarceritis. All of a sudden, you know, they're like, they, they're, they, they'll go mute or whatever. They act like they're like ODing and stuff. And like, I'm not saying that sometimes people like who are getting arrested are having some sort of medical condition. Of course, yes, we know circumstances that are like that, but working in healthcare, many times people will try to use that to basically get out of going to jail. I've seen it work one time though, where the guy literally like, yeah, where he came in and kind of like, I think he was saying he was having chest pain or something like that. Um, And I don't know why the cops at the time, I'm not going to say which department, obviously, of course, but they ended up leaving and they're like, okay, we'll call us whenever he gets discharged. Sure as shit. The second they walked away, he's like gone. Mandy like, did right. that shit. Yeah. Mandy did that shit twice. So the first time was, I don't remember. I think it was after she had Keegan, but she was involved in that whole like um, stealing identity, but that big ring that had happened in, in Arizona that eventually got broken down. Like she was a part of that. And she fucking, when the cops came to arrest her, she like feigned, like she had like chest, like some similar to that, like chest pains or some kind of abdominal pain took her to the hospital. And then, um, you know, she eventually got like arrested, like they like left. And then, um, she like tried to flee, like she's tried to flee law enforcement before she's on record as being like, she is a risk. Like she tries to run, like, do not leave her out of your sight. And then the second time was not long after she had Jake, they, you know, obviously they found drugs in his system and they were like, yeah, like this isn't cool. And then she had warrants. And so it, it, it wasn't while she was in the hospital after giving birth, but it was like shortly after that, she went back in for some kind of like checkup or something. And my mom was going to like, she told the police where she was. And somehow I think Mandy found out and, um, she dipped like the police were there. And then she went into like the bathroom. She went to, I don't know how she did it, but somehow she got away from an escort. They like let her go somewhere by herself, knowing she was a runner and she Mm -hmm. just fled the hospital. Like, just peace the fuck out. And I was like, yeah. fuck all y'all, you're stupid. <laughs> well, and that's, I was like, how naive were they? Or they did they just not want to like deal with him or something? I don't know that they were like, all right, we'll just call us whenever he's discharged. Cause he, he literally saw the second that they walked away. Like I didn't, I never actually met the, the patient at the time because I just walked in. It was right at the beginning of my shift. And I literally like walked in cause I was supposed to give him like an IV medication. I think like his potassium or something was low. And the most annoying part and the dumbest thing is that like, I literally went to go like give him med and I saw that he was gone. I was like, of course he's gone. Like, of course, but because he left the hospital with his IV still in his arm, we literally had to call the, the law enforcement branch back and be like, you literally have to go find this guy now because you decided to like leave him. He left with IV and that's literally like a life-threatening risk to them because if they're drug users, they literally have direct access now. Yeah. So we had to actually send them back out to go find this guy. Oh, so, but I'm like, 
the funny thing is, is if the patient actually would have just like waited and been like, Hey, yo, the cops left. I want to leave. Can you take this out of my arm? I would have been like, I can't keep you here. Well, so fine. You know, he's probably just stupid. So, you know, he's not going to ask. He can also just like ripped it out of his arm himself. I'm not saying you should do that. If you want to leave a hospital, I'm just saying he could have, if he really wanted to, but maybe he yep. wanted to keep the IV. Yeah. You know, you never know. But now that, like I said, that had forced us to make that call. Whereas like, I think legally we wouldn't really call them or say anything. So, because he wasn't actually under arrest at the time. Anyways, but yeah, incarceritis, it's a lot of fun. I'm sure I'll have multiple stories about that in the coming future. All right. So next ghost story I'm going to tell you is a really just kind of quick one, um, but it's one that I didn't actually know about. Some of these, most of these I did know about before, um, but this is one I didn't know about. And it's from this building called the Liberty Theater. I think I've seen it before. Nowadays, it's mainly just like a gift shop, which I think I've seen. It's like the Liberty like gift shop. Um, but what it was back in the day was it was like one of the first um, silent film theaters I guess in Arizona oh that's fun yeah so like it was super nice I guess and it even like stayed like it had all of its equipment and stuff like that even past like Jerome becoming a ghost town so it was actually like one of the last like hidden gems they say of like the theater at the time um so it had like all of its equipment still in there and everything was kind of pretty pretty well preserved um it closed its doors in 1929 um, and then the supposed ghost story is from, it's a ghost of a former patron. It was an immigrant, an immigrant woman from Germany who was in a, I call it a spicy relationship <laughs> with another immigrant at the time. Um, after one of their heated arguments, she decided to go to the Liberty Theater. She just wanted to kind of calm down, take a step away, you know, clear her head, relax. Um, little did she know that he actually had followed her there. So she's sitting in one of the little aisles there, just watching her silent movie or a silent film. And if you don't know what silent films are, there's no actual like audio of them talking. Like it's usually just like a caption at the bottom, but there is like music that is usually associated with it. Um, So I guess during one of the really loud scenes, they had like an organ playing or something like that. Um, He decided to, at that point, literally reach around the seat because he was sitting right behind her and strangle her to death. And no one heard this? Like, there was no one there? Supposedly, no. So supposedly, she was kind of, like, by herself in there. Um, I guess there was, like, multiple different little, like, theater rooms. Because this is, like, a multi, it's, like, a two-story building. So she was upstairs. And I guess, you know, it was kind of, obviously, on the darker side, too. And with the, the music being so loud, he was literally just able to reach around and strangle her to death. Eventually, they obviously, they figured out because, like I said, they're in a known spicy relationship. So it probably wasn't the first time that they had gotten into a fight. Um, so shortly after, I'm sure he was caught. But yeah, so people that go there um, say, and even down in like, I guess, the gift shop area that they feel like they're being touched by this woman or that her, especially up in, I guess, the theater room that this supposedly happened, they feel her presence there. That's just a quick little ghost story about the Liberty Theater. Um, I don't believe you can go in the theater nowadays. Like I said, I believe it's just like the gift shop downstairs. 
And let's see. And then finally, the last ghost story I'm going to tell you is, of course, about the most well-known building there, which is the Jerome Grand Hotel. So that's, yep, that's the hotel that, like I said, Bagel Bites or Zach Bagans did um, investigate there with Ghost Adventures. Um, so originally this building, which when you go to Jerome, you can, you can very well, it's like a very prominent building that's very easily spotted because it's like perched on this hill all by itself. It's this really big building. Um, the reason why they ended up putting there, I guess, was because with all their issues they were having with like landslides and mudslides and the, the, just the ground being not stable, being on this hill, um, they ended up putting it kind of, it's like, I think a little further down, but on its own little hill by itself because it was known for having solid ground there. So they're like, we're not going to fuck this one up now. <laughs> this was like the fourth hospital that was built there because they kept just either getting burned down or like sliding off. Um, so yeah, it was built in 1926 as a United Verde Hospital. Like I said, fourth hospital to be built in the area. Um, the, uh, the hospital operated up until 1950 when, like I said, the town kind of closed its doors, becoming a ghost town. Supposedly... And what that's 24 years of being open, it saw up to 9,000 deaths, which I was trying to do the math. And I'm like, that's a lot. I was like, hopefully that's not true. But if that is true, that's a lot of deaths. What is there like an, I mean, you work in that industry. Is there like an average number that is like, what, what would be considered a normal amount of deaths for like a hospital to see? I mean, like, like my hospital that I work at now, I would imagine like per day, I'm going to guess if it's like an average, like not everybody's just dropping dead kind of day, maybe one or two mm-hmm. deaths a day. Maybe some days we don't even have a single one. Some days we could have like four, you know, it really just depends. Cause I don't know what I work in the ER. I don't work in the ICU, but we do sometimes here, you know, that our more gets kind of full. But yeah, still. So if that's like 24 years of being open, that's 9,000 deaths. That's like one death a day. Yeah. So maybe, I guess. I mean, think about it, like all the tragedies and stuff that they had there with the fires. And obviously, like it being a mining town, you get a slew of like the mining accidents, you know, whereas like it may not have been the mine that killed them, but, you know, they got their leg chopped off or whatever, blown to bits. And then they die of like an infection weeks later, you know. Or they're strangled in a theater. Yeah. Or acid you know, have acid. your face inside of yeah. a bar. <laughs> so plausible, I guess. Um, another known death that occurred, there were one of the most well-known deaths, I should say, um, that I believe was even on the show as well, was that of Claude Harvey. I don't know if you remember, but he was the building's maintenance man. Um, and yeah. he died in 1935, and it was extremely gruesome and odd circumstances. Um they found him at the bottom of the elevator shaft. And I guess like literally it looked like the elevator had like crushed him at the bottom. So at first they thought, okay, maybe it was just like an accident. Maybe he was like on the bottom there, like working on the elevator and then like came down on him. But when they investigated, yeah, like chopped him in half, I think. Um, Yeah. But I guess when they like did the investigation, they thought that, yeah, like maybe he was like working on the elevator, but when they looked at the elevator itself, like it was in perfect working condition. So it's like, he wouldn't have needed to be doing any kind of maintenance on it. Um, so at, after they found that out, they decided to deem it as more of a homicide. 
but I don't think they were ever able to solve his homicide at all. I mean, that's um, hard to like, I mean, how tall was this building? Like how many it, stories was it? I want to say it's like three or four stories at least. Yeah, I mean, like, it would be hard just to like get someone to stay in there. And it's not like you could hold them down. You know, an elevator shaft isn't meant for a bunch of people to like stand in and not be hit. So I wonder if he like tried to kill himself. I mean, he did. If he did, he succeeded, not tried, but. Hmm. Either way, it's pretty gruesome. Like the thought. I mean, the only thing that I can think of too, like plausibly that might've happened is like, if you got into a fight with somebody and like got knocked out, they just like left him down there and like let him get crushed. True. That was definitely not on an episode of a thousand ways to die. <laughs> crushed by elevator. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll say that they hear like somebody doing like some sort of maintenance or they'll report maintenance and like noises to like the front desk and they'll be like, there's nothing being worked on right now. So they're, they suppose that it's probably flawed that they're hearing. Um, other guests say that they hear labored breathing, coughing, screaming, and oftentimes the cry of a newborn baby, which it was a hospital that turned into a hotel. So oh, <laughs> you got to figure, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> you got to figure you're going to hear some noises like that. Um, and then another common ghost that's seen is quote unquote, the bearded man. Um, I guess this goes, the story goes back actually to when it was still an operating hospital, they would see him at like the end of the corridor, end of the hallway. Um, he would just stand there and then just slowly like walk out of like eyesight. Um, also the cute, the cute story that I read was about the ghost cat. Oh, spooky kitty. Okay. Spooky kitty. Yes. <laughs> um, so guests will report that they see little paw prints in their bed, <laughs> like a little cat walked across. <laughs> Does it have a and name? Then, Did they name the cat? I just, I, all I saw was ghost cat. I don't know. Oh, they should totally name it though. Missed opportunity. <laughs> um, but supposedly somebody actually got like a picture of it and it's like downstairs, like in a little frame in the, the lobby area. Oh, we'll have to share that photo. That's, that's, that's wholesome. Yeah, I, I think it's like, this just like a, like a blur that's like on the bed <laughs> in the shape of like a cat sleeping, maybe. Okay, I want to be haunted by a ghost cat. Yeah. I'm okay with that. They say though, that like, it like rubs up against like their legs. Like, you know, like the feeling of like a cat that like rubs up against Aww. your leg. See, I I'd feel be like a- if I didn't know that, that would freak me out. But if I yes. knew there was a ghost cat in the hotel I was staying in, I would be so ready. I'd make sure to like bring a little bit of catnip for it, you know? Mm-hmm. have like a toy somewhere yeah. <laughs> bring one of those like little like jiggler like the little feathers with the bells on them you know yes hey if it Absolutely. if it starts to move you know there's the ghost kitty exactly <laughs> um mm-hmm. and then finally there is room 32 which i guess is the most haunted room in the building which you can stay in you can request to stay in room 32 supposedly there were two suicides that happened there um one man jumped from the balcony and another man shot himself. So of course, um, people who stay there say that they just generally can't sleep at night. They feel just a presence there. One one man said that he had like the faucet turn on while he was sleeping. And another guy said that it sounded like guests were in the hallway right outside of his room. And when he like decided to tell the front desk people the next day, they're like, 
you and like your friend who was next door to you were the only ones staying. And, you know, he asked his friends, of course, like if they're making any noises and they said no. Hmm. So yeah, definitely some creepy, creepy experiences. Like I read a, like one of like, I think it was like the blog or something that people commented like all their stories that they have. And there's like quite a few of people that stayed there and didn't necessarily know like all the history and said that they had all these experiences while staying there. Um, and just as a side note too, I guess next time I go up to Jerome, I might stop by there. I didn't know that they had like a, I guess it's on the top floor. You can go to like their restaurant and it's called the Asylum. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so, so fun. Yeah. So apparently it's got really good food. People kept saying like, oh, the food there is amazing. <laughs> so you can go there, obviously not stay there necessarily and go to the restaurant. And I, I thought it was funny because somebody was like, yeah, I just love like the names. Like it just, it hooked me in because they had like uh, liquid Valium as like one of their drinks. <laughs> I was like, I would drink it too. <laughs> Yeah. I would love it if they served like, because now they're all popular. If they made modified versions of their cocktails into like pouches, you know, you know, oh, yeah. the adult Capri Suns, like, but make it look like an IV bag. Well, and that's the thing. Oh, I was going to tell you too. So we're doing that, um, Halloween camping trip. So of yeah. course I'm like going balls to the walls, like all out. Right. Um, I got a bunch of like different, like Halloween stuff and like at Walmart of all places, like I just started snatching this shit up. It was like a month ago. Um, they started putting it out and they had like little um, like pouches like that, like you're talking about. They're like little IV bags. And it says like, um, yes, like keep hydrated or something like that with a little like medical cross on it. And I was going to make like little cocktails to put in there. Are you going to so. do your syringe shots again? I thought about it because like I found quite a few places that carry just syringes now because it's such a popular thing to do. So I've thought about it. I have like another little thing that I got too for the camping trip. It's like there are two skulls, like just the skull part. And then there's like they cut little like holes into the top and they have like these little tubes that are like sticking into it. And they're like actually different like little shot tubes. So I can just like set out like the skull head and people can grab shots from the head. Oh, that's fun. So I have that too. So I'm like, should I do it like the syringes too? Well, make sure you take lots of pictures and videos of all the fun, spooky stuff you do so we can share it with everybody. Yes. Yes. I told Sean that he has to, or Lexi too, that she has to help me take pictures and remind me. <laughs> Good. Especially, I hope it's like really spooky up there too that weekend at some point. Um, so we can take some really cool pictures. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then Faith too, you know, of course she's like, we got to do a matching like costume night or whatever. She's going to dress up like every night too. I <laughs> love her to death. I love it. And also like shout out to Faith because Faith is a, a good friend of ours, but she, she's like, she's always like one of the first people to like, like our stuff that we post and that we share. So shout yeah. out to you, Faith. Yes. She's a huge supporter. She texts me all the time, just seeing how everything's going. So love her to death. And they throw a mean Halloween party for sure. They do. Yes. Yeah. So that's, she's actually the one that thought about like the camping trip because we've, we've all been so busy this like uh, summertime, which is usually like when we go camping up North a lot in Arizona um, that we haven't really had a whole lot of opportunities to go camping. So we've decided, you know, as a last hurrah, cause usually after Halloween is when it really starts to get too cold. Um, mm -hmm. that we would do a group camping trip. 
we've done this before. Like it kind of is like a spinoff of what we've done in the past. Um, and in one of our past camping trips, we never really actually planned it. Like, like we are this time, but we all ended up bringing like Halloween decorations and it was super fun because we were like, in the forest camping. We have like our trailers and stuff. And then here's Faith's like 12 foot tall, like inflatable, like witch thing that she has just like in the forest. We love that. Yeah. So we're trying to get another like blow up thing and like hang all of our little spooky lights well, and stuff. Well, someone has a fog machine. You could take some really bitching photos. That's what I'm it's saying. Yeah. Fog machine. <laughs> I know that. Well, Faith and Adam have their fog machine. So maybe I can convince them to bring it. And then maybe, oh, see, now I wish I could be there because then I'm like, oh my God, you could do like the ghost trend challenge, like the ghost trend. Yeah. Or, like, the pumpkin or trend. The sheet. Yeah. Yes. You could do the sheet with the glasses and like have the fog and then like in the background of the forest. Oh classic yep that's what I'm hoping for like I said I'm hoping for some uh some spooky nights I'm excited to see the photos and the videos yeah yeah I'll try to like take as many like pictures of like where we're at kind of like our little campsite at least you know Um, yes because like I said we are our friends group especially when it comes to Halloween we tend to go all out because Halloween's the best it is it is but yeah so Actually, that's that's all I got for you guys. And it was kind of like a quick episode, but I thought it was kind of a fun one because ghost stories and it's something that we've actually been to. And I, like I said, I very, very much encourage anybody that comes to Arizona to take a trip to Jerome or if you're even in Arizona and, and that's never gone to Jerome. It's not that far. It takes about like an hour to get up there. It's a wonderful day trip. If you don't have a whole lot of time, like just go for the day. It is literally just go. Yeah, that's usually what we do. I mean, it's awesome. Like, you can go up there, have lunch or have dinner and literally just drive back down. And it's, it's and the drive like, is beautiful. Like the drive is there is gorgeous and the drive down. Yeah. Like we, the last time that Sean and I went up there, um, we've never done this before, but like we came, I guess, kind of like from a different angle. So normally like where we live, we kind of go a certain way and it takes you through like this windy road up the hill and you see Jerome and stuff, but we came from a different direction this last time through a town called Prescott um that I mentioned before it's kind of like in between that's like a major town in Arizona um so we came from there down kind of I guess I think it's down or across yeah (laughs) I can't remember down or across um but I called it like the back way because we went the mountain slash hill that Jerome is on we kind of went a different angle like we popped out at the top versus like coming up from the bottom up oh interesting and that drive was absolutely gorgeous. Like you're more in like the pine trees and everything. You're going through like this windy road. I mean, it's very windy, um, mm-hmm. but it was absolutely gorgeous. I know I've talked to a lot of people too that own like motorcycles, like any kind of bikes. Um, it's a very popular cruise to go on. So if you have spooky stories from Jerome, let us know. Yes, that too. We definitely would love, love to read them. them because I still haven't gotten an email yet. So I'm not going <laughs> to let it go. Send your stories then. Well, I think that was a lovely story, Shannon. Um, mine's actually not going to be long either. I actually have a short one for you. I, the, the wavelength, we're on it. So it's fine. Um, I thought that was lovely. Jerome, oh, such a good time. Never have a bad time. And I love the story. I didn't know any of those stories. And I really want to stay in that hotel. Just as a heads up too, don't, I mean, if you're going to try and stay in Jerome during Halloween, you're going to be waiting a while. Like they're booked out like years, like, October around Halloween time, like all yes. the hotels are totally booked out. So you can do it, just not this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not. Like 
even I know they do like different different little like celebrations and stuff for Halloween, especially the haunted hamburger. I know they go all out when it comes to to Halloween, so it does get pretty busy up there. Um, but yeah, you can still go. I mean, like I said, day trips are awesome. So, yep, have fun. That is lovely, Shannon. Thank you so much um, for sharing. Do you want to let everyone know where, where they can find us? Still not prepared ready? for that. <laughs> She'll get it one day. I will write well, it down, I promise. <laughs> send your awesome ghost stories, Jerome ghost stories. We'll take any stories of any kind. We don't discriminate to us um, at podcast at gmail.com. You can also message us and listen to the show um, on our website at takeakiller2brunch.wordpress.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a follow and a like at TAKTV Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at Take a Killer to Brunch. And everywhere you listen to podcasts, we're also on YouTube. So I guess now they say what the YouTubers say smash that like and subscribe button and turn on notifications. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> but no, really though, if you like the show and you're watching us on YouTube, um, don't don't hesitate. Give us a like if you like the episode. Leave a comment down below. We like to read them and interact with you all. And subscribe so you can keep up with us. We can keep making amazing content for you because we have something big in the works. We just can't tell you until we've reached over 500. So get on that. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. Uh, and thank you, Shannon, for another amazing week. Your stories are always a hit. And uh, cheers. I remembered. Cheers. I didn't say bye first. Cheers. Cheers. Tank. Um, <laughs> and we will talk to you guys next week. Where's the stop button? Yeah.